Lizards in the big city. Fingertip blood pressure. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my story this week is animal news. Okay, this is from NPR. The headline is, Forest lizards have genetically morphed to survive life in the city, researchers say. This is some lizards that used to live in the forest. And their actual, like, genetic makeup has changed because they live in urban areas now. Fascinating. Which is pretty pretty unusual. Yeah. It's like evolution happening like during our lifetimes. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Which is pretty cool. Um, but also kind of weird. And also a little concerning, I guess, maybe, that like they've adapted specifically to living in places that we've urbanized. I don't know. That's probably fine, right? Well, it depends what the adaptations are. Yeah, and I'll tell you. Okay. Uh, so lizards that once dwelled in forests but now live in urban areas have genetically morphed to survive a life in the city. Um, it's the Puerto Rican crested anole, a brown lizard with a bright orange throat fan. Uh, it's apparently sprouted special scales to better cling to smooth surfaces like walls and windows and grown larger limbs to sprint across open areas. So these are like two pretty significant adaptations that have happened over the course of like, well, they say how many generations uh, later. Um, But yeah, Kristen Winchell, who is a biology professor at NYU and the main author of the study that was published Monday in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. um, She says, we are watching evolution as it's unfolding. Because her title was longer than her quote, but that's fine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So the study analyzed 96 of these lizards, uh, comparing the genetic makeup of forest-dwelling specimens to those living in Puerto Rico's capital, San Juan, as well as the northern city of Arecibo and uh, the western city of Mayaguez. And scientists found that 33 genes within the lizard genome were repeatedly associated with urbanization. So 33 specific genes that were like changing, I guess, in this population of lizards. So uh, she said that the lizards' physical differences appeared to be mirrored at the genomic level. Uh, The changes in these lizards, whose lifespans are roughly seven years, can occur very quickly within 30 to 80 generations. Um, So let's see, do the math there. So like 210 years to... 560? Did I do that math right? I'm not going to try to do it in my head right now. I, I, I can do mental math, but for whatever reason, when we're recording, it just is just... I don't know. But, yeah, basically but, in but like the time... Basically that, pretty quick because they have such a fast... like Their generations are It's a fast turnover. Yeah, it's a fast turnover. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. Yeah, kind of morbid, but yeah. Um, but these changes have happened to enable them to escape predators and survive in urban areas. Uh, the larger limbs, for example, enable them to run more quickly across a hot parking lot. Mm-hmm. And the special scales uh, allow them to hold onto surfaces that are smoother than trees. So they can scale walls instead of, like, yeah, not scaling walls. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I, my alternative <laughs> it's, it's was there. Trees, trees that are really rough, probably. Trees are rough, and like, easier to climb. But these... Human these, structures are smooth. Right. Yeah. Um, 
So apparently as part of this, they found a rare albino lizard as well. Oh. Um, as well as an eight-inch long specimen, which is pretty large for the series. These are like usually pretty small lizards, like probably like five to six inches. Okay. So that's a that's a pretty large one, and she nicknamed that one Godzilla. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, and yeah, the, they said the study did focus on adult male lizards, so it's unclear if females are changing in the same way or at the same rate as males. Uh, like none of the stuff that they described sounds particularly gender specific, so mm-hmm. I'd be kind of surprised. But um, and they also need to figure out at what point in the lizard's life the changes are occurring. Um, but, Wait, at but what I point thought it was evolution, what? so I don't know. What I don't really understand <laughs> what they're what they're saying there. That, but yeah, I don't understand that. What they're saying. Yeah. But, um, but from what okay. it sounds like, over the course of however many generations, like they've actually evolved to better live in, a, in uh, cities. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. It's just kind of cool to see like an actual example of this within like human, the ex- like period of human existence. It is cool. It is really cool. And it is also a little bit. I'm not going to be scared, <laughs> but <laughs> I, well, it, it's just like things in nature will adapt, you know, and sometimes yeah. some of those things might be bad for humans. Who knows? But I mean, this obviously isn't, but these lizards were, they all, oh, they, I didn't mention the part where they said their heads also evolved to be large enough to consume a human. So <laughs> that was a big oh, part. you missed, you missed that. I just, that, I forgot okay. that part. That yeah. was why the one was called Godzilla was because yeah, it's actually yeah, like yeah, dangerous. Yeah, Cause it's actually just like latching onto people's heads and, and eating like it was actually like a dinosaur, right. like a modern day dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I left that part out. Sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just thinking of things like, I don't know, like rats and stuff in cities, like evolving oh, to like, yeah. to just, I don't know. <laughs> survive better. Just survive. Which they already better. do a pretty know. good job. Yeah, so it's like, kind of yeah. terrifying to think. Um, yeah. But it it is, it's just, it's really cool to see examples of that. Yeah. Okay, my story today is technology news. This is from CNET.com. And it's another CES update that I wanted to talk about again. Because that kind of happened, the conference happened in between our two episodes. episodes, There's more new stuff. Right. So this headline is CES 2023 unveils calibration-free fingertip blood pressure monitor. Okay. So this is really cool because actually it's not like, in my opinion, it's not just some like, look at this random tech we made. Like it's actually like All the a witches useful... at CES. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, look at this over here. Look what we created. Yeah. I don't know where that voice came from. But. Yeah, there was also hand gestures for, the, <laughs> yeah, for those listening the at listen- home. <laughs> the listeners couldn't see my my hand <laughs> gestures, which were also definitely kind of like witchy. I don't um, but yeah, so this is actually this has healthcare improvement implications to it. So okay, um, this company Valencell presented what it says is the world's first cuffless blood pressure monitor. Uh, the company announced plans for the product in the past, but actually revealed the final product at CES this month. Um, so it's a thing that it looks like a, um, a pulse oximeter. You know how the, like they put the, like if you ever like go to the hospital and they put one of those like on your finger. Oh yeah. You know, that thing. Yeah. and it, that thing they put on your finger. Yeah. Mm. And it's measuring your, your blood oxygen levels. Right. It looks like that. So you just put it on your finger, but it's wireless. 
and it just has a display on it that just has like oh. your blood pressure information. So it's super easy to use. Yeah, that sounds much easier than the the cuff for sure. Yep. Because yeah. <laughs> um, current, you know, the current standard is everything is the cuff. Yeah. Even like at home stuff, you have to put on a cuff, and I have yeah. one of those things. It's fine, but yeah. it's like not as easy as up. a finger thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So Valencell, uh, the company behind some sensors in Samsung, Bose, and other products, is well-known in digital health. President and co-founder Stephen LaBeouf, not to be confused with Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I'm glad I both to. of our heads to. went to the exact same place. Well, that, that's not a super common last name. It's really not, think. no. Um, so anyway, so Stephen LaBeouf has patented more than a hundred wearable biomedical sensors with expertise in, I had to look up how to pronounce this word, photoplethysmography. That photoplethysmography. Photoplethysmography. Yeah. What? Otherwise known as PPG sensors. Oh, okay. I think I've actually seen that acronym before. PPG sensors. Yeah. Yeah. That's the full word. Okay. Photoplethysmography. (laughs) (laughs) See, you can't even... I was like, how do you say this? Yeah, that's a lot. So for over a decade, Valencell has been collecting raw data with their PPG technology with the hope to bring products to market that help consumers manage chronic conditions. Before I continue, I do want to make the comment that this made it sound like they were just like collecting data and just using it without anyone's permission, but (laughs) we won't go there. We won't go there. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Upon analyzing its own PPG data sets, Valencell developed an algorithm that can measure blood pressure, blood pressure patterns. From there, it designed a device that can read blood pressure without calibration or a cuff. It simply goes over your finger, like I described. The device is small and black. Um, it has a built-in screen that shows the diastolic and systolic results on it, and it can connect to an app on your phone via Bluetooth. And the app will keep a recording of all past readings and can graph trends over time. Hmm. And then consumers will be able to download and share their data if they want to with whoever, their, their neighbors. No, I'm just kidding. Couple, yeah, it's like <laughs> stranger doctors. on the street. It's like, hey, yeah. you want to see what my blood pressure trends wanna are? Want to see how high my blood pressure is? <laughs> um, I have a yeah. problem. <laughs> or, or, you can, um, or you can um, have the app set a reminder to like check your blood pressure, like oh, a yeah. remind, reminder for you to take the measurement. Right. If you're supposed to be doing it at certain, um, certain intervals. Mm-hmm. So the device is currently pending FDA approval. Um, but they said that they're expecting to get clearance sometime this year. So once that happens, they will make this product available and it's just going to be an over the counter blood pressure product that you can buy. Wow. That so, sounds like cool stuff. It is cool. Here's a picture. Not that the picture is that exciting, but it it's does, just yeah. small. It looks just like the thing they put on your finger at the doctor's office. Yeah. So I thought that was exciting because I yeah. was like, this is really practical. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it's a lot less time consuming too than the cuff, which probably like means people that need to actually monitor their blood pressure will be more inclined to actually do it. Yeah. Because I feel like the cuff is such a hassle. It is a hassle. Um, just some more details of the stuff. The company has been transparent with like, the this type of monitor is not always accurate at like the extreme ranges of blood blood pressure. So there was a com I don't know if they said it or if just whoever wrote this article said it, but there there's a comment that it might end up being one of those things where like 
if you get a reading that's concerning, then it's like, okay, go to actually, actual, like, yeah. a cough or something else to, like, double-check it. Yeah. It's um, the same but, as, like, those infrared thermometers where it's, like, if you get, like, oh, a yeah, really high yeah. reading on one of those, it's probably not actually as high as it says. Yeah. And you need to... And it's, like, double-check this double with a different check type it with of... Double-check it with, like, a, yeah, yeah, a different kind of yeah. thermometer. But just still, super cuff. useful. So keep your cuff. Don't throw your cuff out just because you heard this story. <laughs> but you can take your blood pressure more often. Right. When you have this. And more, and it'll be more fun. I know. <laughs> There's an app. Real story. Okay, well, <laughs> when I was pregnant, I actually, the reason I, ha- I have a blood pressure cuff is because I was taking my blood pressure a lot yeah. during that because it kept, like, g- going all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, but it was really annoying. And I feel like if I had this, I would totally be taking my blood pressure, like, all the time. Right. Probably too much. Like, I just have it around and just be like, oh, let me take my blood pressure. You're just like, yeah, stick your Oh, let me take my blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, well, I want to rub my blood pressure right now, like, every 10 minutes. All right, it's time for breaking news, the part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Ready, set, go! go! All right, this is from CNN, and the headline is, Pepsi is ditching Sierra Mist for a new <gasps> Sprite rival. What? They're getting rid of Sierra Mist. They're making a new lemon-lime soda. What's wrong with Sierra Mist? I was also kind of confused about this, but they have they have their reasons. Okay. Um, I like Sierra Mist. It's actually like the only Pepsi product that I like. I'm sorry I said See, that. No, I'm sorry no. I said like, that. Like, I actually had the same thought, though, where is this, like, Sierra Mist is, like, the only Pepsi product where I'm like, if they don't have Sprite, Sierra Mist actually is fine. <laughs> like. I actually used to just order Sierra Mist, like, prefer yeah. it. I don't know if I have a preference of one or the other. They taste pretty similar to me, but, like, it's, like, the one where it's, like, oh, you don't have Sprite, I'll have a Sierra Mist then. That's fine. Yeah. Whereas if somebody asks me if Pepsi's fine, then I leave. (laughs) (laughs) I leave the restaurant. (laughs) If I really am craving a Diet Coke, like, I will settle for a Diet Pepsi. I know you won't, but I will. I I will. I have... Absolutely not. It's, like... I have standards, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) I've lowered my standards. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. But Sierra Mist is really good. Like I it's, said, like I, I mean, I'm like I'm not like excited about Sierra Mist necessarily, but yeah, I don't know. same. I, I think when I I don't know when I was younger, I was more preferent. I, I was more into the lemon lime sodas than like the cola. Yeah. Ones, and now there's and like it. good lemon and lime sparkling water, so you can like get a lot of that without uh, the sugar. That's true. <laughs> which is nice too. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yep. okay. So their new lemon lime soda is called Starry, like S T A R R Y. Oh, okay. Starry, uh, and it's rolling out to grocery and convenience stores this week. Um, it's replacing Sierra Mist, a 24 year old brand that has failed to gain traction <laughs> against market leader Sprite, which is owned by main rival Coca Cola. So I didn't realize this. Um, apparently, Sierra Mist's share of like the the overall soda market barely exceeds a tenth of one percent. Um, and really? it's been on the decline for at least the past five years, whereas Sprite is at like 8% of the total soda market. So it's a pretty stark oh. difference. So I guess Pepsi's like, Sierra Mist, you're not doing enough for us. You're out. Oh, no. Um, huh. Yeah. And Interesting. Apparently, Pepsi's internal research has showed that demand for lemon lime flavored soda has never been greater. Okay. So, uh, oh, I guess there's people that just don't like Sierra Mist. They then, just don't like Sierra Mist. 
Huh. I didn't. I didn't I, realize it. Like I. I don't know. I'm. I can be. I mean, I'm we're very, just two people. But we're just two people. But I'm very right most of the time about. <laughs> <laughs> I, but beverages. I just mean, like, when it comes to beverages, like, I'm usually very, like, cognizant of, like, differences between, like, brand, like, styles of soda that are supposed to be the same. And, like, mm-hmm. honestly, Sarah Mist, Sprite, I don't know if I could tell the difference if you, like, gave, if I did, like, a blind taste test. Um, hmm. But I also don't drink either one very often, so that's probably a big part mm-hmm. of it, too. Um, but, yeah, it's caffeine-free, uh, which I think... Spray and Sierra Mist art as well. Yeah. Um, and it's rolling out with sugar-free and regular options. Uh, and a Pepsi spokesperson says that it has higher citrus flavors that are true to fruit and are more aromatic compared huh, okay. to Sierra Mist. So, okay. Hmm. Um, oh, and <laughs> this part. Uh, they're starting from, they said they're starting from a clean slate and they're positioning Starry towards younger drink- drinkers um, like they're trying to appeal to Gen Z because the slogan that they've chosen for the soda oh, no. is "Oh no, Starry hits different." <laughs> uh, your disappointment is old? palpable. Yeah, I, <sighs> I think we just have to kind of accept that at this point. Starry hits different. Stop it! Stop it, Pepsi. Bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they said that younger drinkers are shifting away from sugary drinks and are becoming loyal to smaller brands. That's um, true. Yeah. Definitely the smaller brands thing. I feel like the shift away from sugary drinks has been ongoing uh, for like a couple generations. Yeah. Now, I was, but. That, a lot of people really appreciate like lower sugar stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Myself included. Same. Except for Baja Blast. That's the only exception. <laughs> I um, but yeah. This is like what the, the logo looks like. Okay, it looks like a soda logo. It's right, yeah, fine. it's fine. fine. Hmm. It's. I'd say it's it, more attention grabbing than Sierra Mist ever was. Yeah, it's. It has nice contrast to it. Mm-hmm. Big. Bold I like lines. it actually. I think. Yeah. The logo. I have no issues with it. Yeah. Uh, why? Why are none of the lemon lime sodas caffeinated? Because lemons and limes don't contain caffeine, I have I have no idea. I don't actually know. Well, how do they put how do they put the caffeine into like cola? Well, they add a little bit of coffee. Like <laughs> there's a shot of espresso. Ca- I, I have no idea. I don't, I don't know either. I don't know either. I'm just I'm asking you. I'm asking the ether. <laughs> how do they put it in there? It's some type of additive, right? Why can't they also put that in lemon lime soda? I don't yeah, understand. At least make it an option. Yeah, why wouldn't they have a caffeine and caffeine free like they have for like everything else? Like I don't, I want a caffeinated lemon, lemon lime. lime. I want a caffeinated diet hmm. lemon lime soda. Should make that Pepsi, I mean, and yeah. I would buy that. There you go. Yeah, why didn't they do that actually? Because that would like at least differentiate them from every other lemon lime soda. I know. Get innovative. Yeah. No, they're trying to be innovative. I'll, we'll give, I'll give them that. Mm. Kind of. Are they? They're they're trying to make this like this is not supposed to be a copy of Sprite. It sounds like they're making yeah, it something else. They're trying to make something else. Whereas Sierra Mist, I do think was kind of just supposed to be like a yeah. copy of Sprite. Right. Just like how Pepsi is a copy of Coca Cola. Just like Pepsi is a copy of Coca. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Exactly like that. Exactly like that. They're trying to make something. It's a new. copy that it was made like... when the copier was slightly out of toner. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm very, I don't like Pepsi. I'm very anti Pepsi. <sighs> Well, they just never. The formula isn't right. It's Sorry. not. It doesn't taste the same. It's Sorry. Not, they but keep, I, yeah, I but like, I 
because I used to back when I drank Sprite and Sierra Mist. I I actually could tell the difference, and I liked Sierra Mist a lot. Huh. Like I don't know if I would say it was better, but it was definitely like there were times when I was like I really I would rather have that than the, a Sprite right now. Like I craved it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a I so I'm surprised that like people don't. Apparently, it just did not have that mass appeal. You know what we should do is release a caffeine. Go buy some Sierra Mist. (laughs) (laughs) That too. No, we should just buy some Sierra Mist so we just have it. Yeah. Before it's gone forever. We should buy some Sierra Mist and some Sprite and do a a blind taste test and see if I can tell the difference. We should also do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I have a story from UPI, of course. Um, The headline is, Czech man bites through 36 drink cans in one minute. Yes, this is a Guinness World Record story, which I find so amusing all the time. Um, This record is exactly what it sounds like, what I just said. It's biting. Like through a soda can? Through a soda. I think a soda can. The picture shows like an aluminum. Like a full one? Like. By, like taking the side of it and like ripping it open with his teeth with his teeth yeah was it a full can of soda there or was it like an an emptied one well i didn't watch this full video but here's a picture so i'm gonna say that it had liquid in it oh oh goodness that's terrifying <laughs> <laughs> um so this man did this to 36 cans in a minute of time or under and That's, earned a record. That is wild. Um, yeah, the record's called Most Drink Cans Ripped in Half with the Teeth. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at I'm laughing at Anthony's you, facial reaction, wait, which you guys can't see right now. You said like ripped into, but now they're saying ripped in half? Yeah, now I'm actually now that I'm reading this again, I'm like, wait, did he have to actually rip it in half totally or just rip it like open? Because I thought Wait. Oh, the aluminum cans were filled with water. Okay. He was allowed to only use one hand and his teeth for each can. It says he chomped through 36 cans in the allotted time. Most drink cans ripped in half. Okay, hold on. I need to watch this video very quickly. Um, okay. Oh, my God. It's ripped in half. He's not just ripping them open. He's actually ripping the cans in half. Careful, sir. That's... How is this even possible? That is terrifying. How is this even possible? How can you do that? That looks... Does that hurt? I mean, he must have a way to do it that it's not, like, cutting his mouth. I know. That's the thing that would scare me, though, is, like, you're just creating, like, jagged metal objects yeah, you in see, your mouth. Do you see how he's, like... He's he's creating pressure and he rips it away from like right. He uses his, his hand to rip like he's his yeah. He uses his jaw to like clench down on it and then rips the rest with his hand. Yeah, so that way the 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 cut metal part is not like it. It's his not mouth, like actually. moving in his mouth. Yeah. at any point. Oh, but, here's a slow mo. Oh, that part it was. Oh my. Oh. God. Jeez, I just I don't know how you don't cut yourself. That looks so oh. dangerous. Okay, that was and more, also pointless. That was more in, that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was way more intense than I was expecting that when was, I first saw the title. That was wild. I don't know why, but I was thinking that he just was like opening it with his like I ripping he was a hole in like, the side just of like it or something. Chomping like 
like breaking through it was enough yeah. or something. But yeah, no, this is I... like he is tearing them apart. That is violently. Violently. Those wow. poor cans. They had families. <laughs> wow. That was. How do people come up with these things to do for these records? Yeah, like, I honestly. At what point did he like look at a can and was like, I bet I could bite them. <laughs> That's I could see somebody being drunk and Yeah, mad. actually. As I said, I was like, well. It's like I feel like I think about this. It's like now I, I feel like I know people who would probably try that. You're like, hey, I bet chance. I could do this. I, I could put this in her. And then he figured out how to do it and then he was like, he, de- hey, he developed a technique and he was like, I yeah. bet I can do this fast. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 That's 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 a record that is I will give I'll give him. That's impressive. That was it's like yeah, not you know, something just anybody could do, I don't think. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Congratulations, sir. Congratulations. Wait, what the, is his This, is this record has name? the knickknack news seal of approval. Oh, here's his name. Rene Richter. Okay. It's a good name. It is, actually. Power, powerful name. <laughs> <laughs> Very beautiful. Very powerful. Have you seen that video? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews, on Twitter at at knickknacknews, and on Instagram at knickknacknews. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.